This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the family with our special guest, Chris Kattan. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having me with your family. There's <laughs> my, brother, my oh. youngest brother right there. JB. Oh, JB. What a good looking man. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no, no, Star no. of the. Is he your favorite child? Oh, absolutely. Of the family? You mean as a brother? He's not my kid, he's my oh. brother. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, thanks. Well, I, I got you said, guys, sit over here with a great beard. <laughs> yeah, you know, your grandson. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chris. That's great. Your brother. I'm sorry. Physiologically, it's possible. I meant to say, is he your favorite brother? Welcome to the Father yeah, the Time family. Show. Yeah. <laughs> JB. Ron. Ron. Yep. This Ron. Ron. Ron Jeremy. And me. Ron Jeremy. Ron Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. Heard you got the huge package, oh. Ron. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you yeah. for bringing that up early. You know, I've I, never I seen a Ron Jeremy movie. I have no idea what that's They're all so about. They're so good. All of them. <laughs> There's all we'll, the plots. We'll be acclaimed. right back with Chris Kattan, yeah. who's, oh God. <laughs> Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. 
It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, I just thought of something. Chris Catan with us, ladies and gentlemen. New Hope Cinema Grill. What we were talking about Bobby Slayton, and he was at the New Hope Cinema Grill when that woman got upset on the first date. It was wonderful to watch. Was it wonderful to watch? It really was, Bobby. <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, well, you can't say what upset. Well, her, he was I going guess. after women, and you know, you know how Bobby always does. Sure, it. he does his deal, and she was very offended because I he wasn't so. sensitive or something. Right, but just that one woman was. Uh, actually. Yeah, she's going to get upset, but the guy in front of me, right? like, I don't know why he did this, mm-hmm. but as Bobby went along, and I've known Bobby for 30 years, he's a good friend, just, I, I love going to see him, Yeah, but the guy in front of me, like, uh, Bobby would tell a joke. And then right after he's done the, the, with the joke, the guy in front of me go, two guys walk into a bar, and one of them, he would repeat the joke. Oh, oh he did? Like, oh, God. Oh, no. Every joke, he would repeat it. Like, well, hmm. don't do that. Please right. don't repeat the joke. That's sir. not, that's antagonizing. It is antagonizing. It's a great room you're playing. Well, you've been there before. It is, yes. I, I it, do love it. It is yeah. a great room. The, the name of the place always confused me, though. Cinema <laughs> Grill. Cinema Bar and Grill. Cinema Hope. What New is it? Cinema. New Hope yeah, Cinema Grill. Yeah. The Bar with Hope. That's what The Bar with Hope. The bar but you know, because it's a hope. movie, it's a theater, and a place yeah. to do stand-up. Yeah, and it's a restaurant. Right. And it's a restaurant. And you got everything Stra- to do. A lot yeah. of things, a lot of activities to do. Yep. Ron Jeremy films playing. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Bobby. You're telling jokes. He's got his I'm dick hanging jokes. out. You know? Yeah, and I and I tend to repeat my jokes as well. So <laughs> always, just okay, in case. Okay, so here's the punchline again. <laughs> yeah, in case. For those women who didn't listen because you were covering your ears for whatever reason. You don't get a lot of that, I would imagine. No, I don't. Crowd, do women, I, I think, think, interestingly enough, and I, and I guess I'm happy about that, that Women seem to uh, come more to my shows than males. I think I'm more because well, you're such a handsome devil. That's clearly the reason. Clearly, um, <laughs> they. Uh, but no, I think uh, they do. I maybe because I'm not a macho basketball. You know, I'm not like a. Uh, I have football jokes and yeah, things no, like no, that. No, I understand that, that. doesn't make sense, but <laughs> no, it does saying. to me. I know exactly what you know, you're talking about. So, uh, so women tend to bring their male friends or boyfriends. I think boyfriends. So I yeah, don't I think women, women don't get offended. By my humor, no, he, and I, I do have sexual jokes too. Do you, you don't? Do you do any of the characters you used to do? I do. Like yes, I mean I don't dress Good. up. I'm not going to dress up as Mango. And, no, I can you know, see like, Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'll do the voice, but I'm not going to put on the shorts. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want you to do the joke, and you're not going to put the shorts. <laughs> no, not the Mango shorts. I, I wouldn't. That would be offensive to the men. To, to the men. Yeah, in the audience. I I could see that. Yes, absolutely. But I just. Those characters, I told you this morning on the KQ Morning Show, I just love those characters. Uh, every one of your characters, well, Thank you. because I said, this is a true yes. story. You tell you tell jokes well, but you also have this physical element that's not overdone. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, when they get, or women, when they try to get physical in their act, they, they way overdo it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of takes away, but yours is kind of like, that's how that guy would really move. Yeah, I, I um, well, like I told you earlier this morning that I was uh, in, uh, I trained at the Groundlings, the improv uh, yeah. comedy troupe, and they, 
they're really good about uh, you know teaching you how to observe and 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 really observe humanity and human characteristics and idiosyncrasies and all those things. So I I think a lot of my characters, um, like most of the more popular characters, I think uh, on SNL were were human based. You know, yeah. even though mine do tend to be a little. Uh, out there, you know. I mean, Mr. Peepers, even though it's That's a crazy it's monkey character or whatever, <laughs> there is some humanity to it. Right. I mean, there is some, you know, but uh, in Mango, you know, too, and even the Roxbury guys, you know, there's some tragedy there for sure. You know, they can't get a dance. Nobody okay. wants to dance with Nobody them. Nobody wants to dance with <laughs> so them. Yeah. You just taught me something about myself that I didn't even realize until you said this because the only. And, and I felt really weird about it, and I kind of felt bad about it. Yeah. But I would go to people, like, in the very early days, yeah. Saturday Night Live, and go, why do you think that bee thing is funny? Why do you think the cone heads oh, are funny? Right, right. Because that, to me, is not funny in the least. Right. I just like the... Like, Mango sure. is a real guy somewhere. Yes, it is you know, a, it's a frustrated real stripper. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's why I, I think it's so wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. I, oh, I, I do like to... Um, it's easier for me to play, you know, and just, um, I mean, I always did theater as a child, and I wanted to be an actor before a comedian, you know, and I, I watched uh, great movies, you know, a lot of Scorsese and Coppola, and Brand I was brought up watching Brando and, you know, that oh, kind yeah. of stuff, so I really, actor. not a bad actor at all, <laughs> but, you know, and I, I really, um, I really got into, uh, I just know, you know, humanity and, and, and things that you could relate to. Watching an actor are the things that people like the most, you know, and I think, um, you know, like Molly or Will or, you know, there's mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, great performers on the show or, you know, had, um, per, per, you know, humanity behind their characters. And that's what makes them watchable. You know, Maya Rudolph, I another love one, it. a lot of people, you know, yep, I absolutely love people. that because they're people and they're kind of like, you know, there's somebody like them really yeah. out there somewhere. Right. And that's why it's so damn funny. Yeah. To me. They need to be you grounded. Know? I think characters need to be grounded. I think that's what makes them yep, I agree. stronger. And I think uh, nobody would be offended by any of your mango or any of that. I wouldn't think. I don't think so. I, there was a character I did the might be a little offensive now, was my interpretation of Antonio Banderas on the How Do You Say <laughs> no, see, IS show. It's funny. It was funny, yes. It was but, really but funny. But he was sexist on the show. He, yeah. he isn't sexist as a person. Right. But on right. the show, he would have a guest. And he'd like talk about their breasts, basically. <laughs> like he had Jennifer. Well, I was going to do that on. to you, uh, but yeah, what, you know, well, no, been, you can talk. You've been really tightened up your. You I, I, my pecs are different. <laughs> pecs naturally are different. There you go. But like for, I guess I could say it on air. Well, it was on television. Yeah, but yeah. but for Jennifer uh, Love Hewitt was on, and she was, you know, and and she has breasts. And uh, I, <laughs> while she was speaking, <laughs> while she was speaking, although in the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary, they did show the clip. So five years ago, it was okay. Yeah. Um, but I did say, uh, wait a minute here. Wait, your breasts. What are their names? And she goes, what are you talking about? So I go, shh, they're sleeping. <laughs> Don't wake them. Don't wake them. They are like two friendly, boobly things. <laughs> I mean, whatever. But that might be offensive now. But I don't think so because it, I like my brother-in-law. So. My brother-in-law, Pat O'Brien, was his name. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. Right. But, yeah, uh, Pat O'Brien, but he was Puerto Rican. Mm. 
Mm. So you figure that out. Pat O'Brien. That's offensive. Who, <laughs> can right. I be a Puerto Rican yeah. whose no. name is Pat O'Brien? <laughs> exactly. He's Irish. <laughs> I'm Irish Puerto Rican. Irish Puerto Rican. Exactly. That's racist. Exactly. Clearly. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, honest to God, being around right. some of his friends and relatives, that's kind of the generation before us. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they talk. Yeah. Yeah. They just did. Right. It is. Uh, it is a very. Uh, it's not a difficult time. We just have to be careful. Um, for me, though, I've never really leaned towards politics and uh, yeah, you, offensive right, humor. Right. I, I just lean toward character, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and and what what I can apply myself to and my my defaults, you know, and what I'm insecure about, and then put that and apply that to my character. But that's so why that's a it's safe so sound because you well, know what you. it that's, feels like. Yeah. That's why it's so funny because you act. That's how you actually feel. Right. You bring that on. It's like, yeah, it's not yeah. phony at all. It's right. there. And and I think that's why um, a lot of my characters. It may have been the same joke, but it was enjoyable to watch because it is it, it is mm-hmm. it's human. You know, there it, my feelings are involved in my performance. That's how so. it should be. But look, my mother was funny as hell, but she didn't know it. Right. She didn't mean to be funny. Sure. She just was. was yeah. Like some of the stuff she would say, like, you really meant that? Yeah. My yeah. mom is the same way. She, she had a dark sense of humor. She would say things that get a rise out of people, you know. Oh, I like that. Yeah. No, she was, she she tough? was very funny. She, tough as a mother? Yeah. Um, no. I mean, she threw a frying pan at me once because I was <laughs> late coming home. Oh, she was fine. <laughs> yeah. She was five. She's only she was only five stuff. foot tall though. Too, oh really? So, yeah, because I'm well, I'm five seven, but you know yeah. she's she's a short woman, and um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think she was very loving. Um, but she she I, I guess she could be tough, you know. She she wanted to teach me about common sense, and for those as a child, you know, when you're a child and you don't know about common sense and you need to be taught that, that could be tough. You know, but this, I know about it now. This would be <laughs> funny to what uh, to somebody observing it. When I was 16 years old, I decided I didn't want to get up and go to school, right? Right. So my mother's off. She's a waitress, a diner waitress her whole life, right? Mm -hmm. So she goes, Tommy, you got to get up and go to school. I said, I'm not going to school. Right. About two minutes later, here she comes and she's crying. Mm -hmm. And she has a suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but you're going to have to move out. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Oh, right, exactly. phenomenal is that? That's great. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm really, really heartbroken, you, but you got to move out. Right. You're not going to listen to me get the hell out. Right. <laughs> well, you laugh about it now. You probably did it at the time. Oh, though. I said. I, you did know, you laugh I was at the like, time? Yeah, 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 exactly. You Once I figured it out. You probably <laughs> thought it was she was being serious at oh, the time. Oh, yeah. Right? But yeah. then I realized. Maybe she was. Actually. Yeah, maybe. You she know, probably was serious. Come to think of it, you might have right. been being serious and I just misinterpreted it. Yeah. I don't know, I, but I love. Do you think you have to grow up around someone like your mother or my mother in order to kind of understand what it is all about anyway? Uh, you know, yeah. Humor, what do you mean? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think. Yeah. Well, I was fortunate. I had a dad that was in showbiz, a character actor. My mom was a model who did not like showbiz, and um, and uh, my stepdad, who was I told you before, was a Zen monk. So mm-hmm. I had a great, wonderful variety of uh, things to be. Uh, for me to follow and be uh, inspired by and also to be uh, pushed away. Things that I didn't want to listen to. Yeah. You know, so it was a good, you know, uh, a good, uh, it was a good pattern, a good way to grow up. You know, my my dad inspired me very much, but he didn't father me very well, so I didn't like my mother because she had to be the policewoman. Yeah. And then later as I grew up, 
you know, um, I found out my father was, you know, more. My 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 mother was actually funnier than my father, even though they were in separate <coughs> businesses, you know, right. and. Um, you know, so I, I, I uh, whatever. Yes, it did. It shaped me for from who for who I am for sure. So, did your Definitely. mother tell your father to shut up a lot? Uh, I think to well, she divorced him when he, I was you know in the one two year marriage. So I guess that's a way of saying shut up. <laughs> the reason I asked you that question yeah. is because you go well from you. I'm going to yeah. a Zen monk. Right. She, she left <laughs> my dad talked. for a Zen monk. See, so. there you go. Yeah, exactly. You need to shut up, or I'm going to a yeah. guy that never talks. Because I'm going to go to a guy who was always shutting up. <laughs> you know that's great humor right, right there. Yeah, that's it wonderful. Is. You're right. It's great it stuff. Is, it is humor. I have to, that is the kind of humor I have to write. Marry actually. a guy who shuts up. That's phenomenal. You're right. I'm going to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes more with Chris Catan. He's at New Hope Cinema Grill tonight and tomorrow night, two shows. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020 by 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. That's not my phone ring, by the way. <laughs> Never will be. Well, I'm sorry. You cannot be in a room with Chris Catan and not play. I know. That I is guess true. it's flattering. It is. Oh, absolutely. I do own it. it. I did not own it for a while. After. JB's I, doing your head bob. Oh, he's head bobbing. <laughs> you know. I still do that in the car. Yeah. When you I do? Drive, yes. Well, it'll happen. At least that's like that in the Wayne's World Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, or yep. two big ones. When you hear this, you think Night of the Roxbury, right. and yeah. I love that movie. I yeah. just, I love yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I understand. Thank you for like. <laughs> I know that uh, you know Will and I weren't the fondest of it, but we <laughs> because you know we're in it, we're like, oh, why didn't they use yeah. that take or this take? Yeah, but, um, right. but you know, people do seem. I think uh, his films, comedies, as they 
you know, as, as we get older, that the comedies used to be kind of better, I think, you know, with the exception mm-hmm. of people like Seth Rogen and Steve Carell and comedies and stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Judd Apatow. But, you know, I think um, John Hughes and all those great comedies, uh, you know, like Planes, Trains and Steve Martin, there's so many great, you know, Carl Reiner directed films, you know, mm-hmm. they're so silly and fun. And, and, uh, and Night at the Roxbury is a silly <laughs> fun movie even Corky Romano is ridiculous but it's silly Mm -hmm. but I think uh, there's less of that now so people like you say it's it's really I really like it you know I'm a fan of it because Mm -hmm. of that I think there's a lot less of that nowadays yeah you can't go silly without also going stoner that's I feel like I guess yeah. and more people get stoned now if they made Night at the Roxbury today right. then all three characters would be high the entire movie probably and they would be constantly making references to weed yeah but Which, the basic I mean, like, elements of it still hold up people right. are still trying to get laid they're still going to clubs yeah. Sure. Yeah. Music is yeah. still yeah. A right. thing. so yeah. Roxbury can play 20 yeah. years from now yeah. and people still get it yeah, yeah. yeah. and and also <laughs> the, that, that outfit's become popular again too <laughs> There's a, I gotta Inst- get one. Yeah, on my Instagram, Chris Catan official, I posted a picture of the latest Spider-Man 2 uh, premiere and Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, the gentleman who plays Spider-Man mm-hmm. wore Roxbury outfits to the premiere. Oh, they did? Yeah. They did? One in blue awesome. and one in red with the oh, chains God. and the black shirts. Oh, God. Yeah. It's Tom... What was it? Tom, Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. There you go. That's yeah, exactly Tom Holland. So uh, that was uh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Getting the Marvel tip of the cap. Yeah. I swear to God I'll leave it alone after this. Sure. But I just... I, I, thought it was brilliant comedy. What was the headline again on Mango getting shot? That headline oh. in the newspaper was phenomenal. Mango getting shot. Oh, uh, I don't remember what it was. You don't remember? Mango shot. Remember when Mango... Bango, Buckwheat got shot. Mango Buckwheat did got get, shot. Mango got hurt. <laughs> mango. mango was shot at. I don't know if he got. He wasn't hurt. I mean, he wasn't killed. Mango? He got. He got. He was shot at though. <laughs> oh, I thought he got shot because because no. I thought he the was headline, shot at. Oh, there, he was shot at. He was shot at. I don't think there was. I but didn't remember. the headline? Okay, we can edit this out if you want. No, that's okay. Because I don't, okay. <laughs> don't want to hang it on you. But I thought Mango. I wonder if I dreamed this because I like the hair. Oh, maybe you dreamt I that Mango was shot. That mango That's shot. a nice one. No, it was it was the headline. All in I the want paper. for Mango is to get shot. That's uh, <laughs> I do believe the headline in the paper. And honestly, God, right. don't get mad at me. Sure. It's not you know homophobic or anything. Sure, resume. no, of course. But the not. headline in the paper was Mango takes it in the butt. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think you're right. <laughs> Am I wrong? I think you're right. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And one thank you for thank you for remembering that. Because it was funny. Yeah, it is funny. And it's just that, you know, look, you can read it any way you want or whatever. Sure. It's not offensive in the right. least. Right. Yeah, Mango was asexual. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's when you get shot in the ass. Both <laughs> men and women <laughs> fell in love with him. The right. Garth Man, Brooks fell funny. in love with him. Ellen fell in love with him. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, one of the great characters of all well, time. Sorry, I'll let it go. No, I, I enjoyed this. My husband's Good. like... Tell him I want to touch the mango. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't God, think I'll ever, ever say it right. ever again in my yeah. life. Put but... up with it all the time. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool as hell. How many movies you done now? Oh, I have no idea. I haven't yeah, counted. Maybe 20, yeah, 25 or something. Isn't that wonderful? I think so. Did it? <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I think so. It is, it is wonderful. Right. But I have a lot, of, uh, a lot of cool projects coming up, too, which is nice. So, um, well, you've been in so many great been, things. Thank you. you really I appreciate have. that. Oh, the middle is it's still one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, people love that. Patricia Heaton is uh, she's quite, she's the one that wanted me to write a book, the Baby Don't Hurt Me book. 
I think I told you <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah. Maybe I didn't tell you, <laughs> you that. Did. She's the one that encouraged me to write that book. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. I love her, man, and she's a talent. She's great. She oh, yeah. I had the biggest crush on her. When well, she was is on rather Raymond. attractive, yeah. She is. She's cute. Got a great sense of humor. I've interviewed her about 20 times. Oh, have you? She's yeah. phenomenal. She's from... Great uh, interview. She's from Cincinnati, I Yeah, think. I think that's right. She's from Cincinnati. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. But that that show, you on that show also, we were like, I, was it a new or used car salesman? What oh, kind was of, it used... Was used, used car cars? salesman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Used Bob. car salesman. Yeah, I had a great time phenomenal. on that show. What a great career, man. And you were you started you. when you were, what, 19, you said? Yeah, I started when I was 19 because um, I wanted to get in the, I wanted to be on SNL. So I started, uh, I joined the Groundlings, and uh, mm-hmm. that's where I trained and learned everything I, I can, you know, about writing and stuff, you know, and performing. That's a tough place. I think it's tougher to be in the Groundlings or make it in the Groundlings than it is to be on SNL. Oh God! Actually, yeah, I would have. Been, that's probably true. And it's really, the, really hard because once you've made it on NSL, you uh, NSL, then you SNL, have the, right? You've already made it. You've made but it. If you're in the Groundlings, you haven't made it yet. So you better get off your ass and be really yeah. good. Yeah, and you have you're you're critiqued every weekend, yep. pretty much. And you could always not you could lose your space, you know, if you're not funny. Isn't it depressing though working with some people who j- try to join the troop and it just doesn't work and it gets really depressing? Yes, because you put <laughs> oh, in that's... so much yeah. <clears throat> of your life uh, because it's um, it's a training ground, you know. It's uh, if you don't, it's like not getting into that college. Although there's other, but there's there is UCB, there's Second City, but yeah. still. <clears throat> There's something about putting so much, and you pay for the classes too. You put a lot of money in there. There's a waiting list for every level. There's basic, intermediate, advanced, and lab, and 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 uh, you, there's a waiting list for years. And um, you know, if you get into the Sunday show, then you may not. You have to be in the Sunday show for a year and a half, and each six yeah. months you're you know critiqued and reviewed by the board, and uh, you may make it all the way up being two years in Sunday show and putting four or five years of your life into the classes and then you're like about to make it into the main company and then you find out you didn't don't, didn't make it. Oh. I mean that happens all oh, the yeah, time. All in fact the time, that yeah. that does it's more that's going to happen more often than make it into the crowns because there's only one or two spaces in the main company. So in general, that. what do people do when that happens to them? Do they are there other places to go? Well, you're encouraged to keep your day job, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, uh, you get back over to Burger happens, King. Yeah. <laughs> That's but a lot of people like say, uh, and I don't want to list people that were at that place and didn't make it, but I guess it's okay to see someone like Conan O'Brien. He was in there and he didn't make it into the main company, but he was a fantastic writer. Mm-hmm. And he went on to SNL to write and then became, you know, a talk, great talk show host. So people do, being just being in uh, the machine of the Growlings before you're in the yeah. main company, you clearly already have a hell of a lot of talent and gift. Mm-hmm. So you can probably already be working uh, some sort. There's a great deal of people that were about to make it into the Sunday show, like uh, Jimmy Fallon, and then he made it onto SNL too, mm-hmm. before, previously to that, and they just get nabbed very quickly. So um, usually people that are just involved already already have a talent, and somehow end yeah, up in show business that. somehow. I mean, this is, I, I think for younger people that are listening, this would be very, very helpful to them because it, yeah. I got to believe in your position at 19 or 18 years sure. old before it even, you had to be terrified, I would right. think. I was, but I, uh, it, my, um, I was, I was a, you know, I was one of the, uh, a loner, an underdog, you know, I didn't socialize much. I wasn't like, I was the last one to get picked on a sports team, you know, 
and uh, I was awkward with girls. I was romantic. I made mixtapes, but girls were like, whatever. <laughs> you know. Mixtapes. Yeah. Oh I, I my made God. my mixtapes were like doo wop music, so they were like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I love that. Well, it was good, right? Absolutely. The girl I'm currently dating loves doo wop, which I can't. That was a I'm thing. probably going to marry this woman. Boys would make you mixtapes. Yeah. Mixtapes, um, yeah. Yeah, right? But um, so I, um, and my mom and stepdad, they relocated uh, from Mount Balding, California, up to Seattle, Washington, a place called Bambridge Island, Washington. And uh, they moved up there right in the middle of freshman year for me, in the middle there. So I knew nobody at school. In high school? In high school, oh, yeah. So that's a tough Everyone that home, knew each man. other from junior high into high school, right. they were like, happy to see each other. I knew nobody. It was very difficult for me. And there was a pep assembly. You know a pep assembly, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked uh, the principal if I could perform there, you know. I already had under my belt. I could do a Rod Serling impression. Ooh, there you go. You know, like I love Rod Serling. You know, like uh, you're running another dimension. I can't do the sound so well, but I used to put my upper lip up, you know, and stick okay, it up yeah. there like that. <laughs> and I looked like Rod Serling. <laughs> I had cigarette like that. And uh, so that made adults laugh when I was at adult parties when my parents brought me somewhere. And um, so I did that impression. And I and I could do a Pee Wee Herman impression because at the Growlings. When my dad was one of the founders, I go watch mm -hmm. Pee Wee. Paul Rubens developed that character, and I was a big fan of Pee Wee before he even performed at the Roxy Theater. Right. And um, so for the pep assembly, I did Pee Wee Herman for, you know, for all the students. And uh, I threw Twisty Rolls in the audience, and it was a big hit. Mm -hmm. And that was my in. And that was my way of finding out that's my thing. That's my gift. It gave me uh, senior... The senior class, like the little guy with the big balls, they called me. There you, well, and, there uh, you go. Yeah, which is another porn term. I <laughs> thank you for have. that. Yeah, but um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's about balls or porn. <laughs> it really, I, I wish it was, because that'd be great for me. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I can say. But um, so that was my in. That was my finding out. And, uh, you know, I guess... I guess if you're saying for those out there, I would encourage those who do find their gift early on, you know, to focus on that because that's what's going to separate you from other people and, you know, well, you know, that gift you have or that interest you have at least, you know. One of the great things in life I learned, because, again, I grew up in the inner cities, very dangerous high school I went to. Right. Uh, but I got very – so I, what I did learn is making people laugh did two things. They made them like you, mm -hmm. but it also made them keep their distance from you. Right. You protect yourself by making them laugh, right? Right, yes. There's yeah. one guy in school, Ralph. He's, mm -hmm. I'm 16 years old. He's uh, 17. Ralph mm -hmm. is 6'2 or 3, weighs probably about 250. Right. He had a voice like this, right? He comes over and goes, sure. hey, Tommy, i tell you something, man. <laughs> Say, you're funny as hell, man, but don't ever make fun of me. Like, you got it, pal. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't be doing that, Ralph. Right. I won't be making fun of you. Yeah. Uh, no, but, I. It, it is an amazing it uh, is. tool and gift. I think it really breaks the silence. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it would help in peace talks, probably. Who knows? Wouldn't it be great you walk in yeah. and, you know, Erdogan, hey, nice shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll take yeah. a break. Be right back more with Chris Tan right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. 
Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the Ultimate Weight Loss Program powered by Nutmos is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They help me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. Is that your, it's the weekend in 12 minutes, Tom? No. It's strange. Now! Who are you, PJ Fleck? Now you chew your gum with your mouth open? (laughs) That's that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) That's hot. Yeah. It's very hot that you chew with your mouth open. No doubt. You were going to tell us a story. Oh. Uh, yes. Well, you you brought up um, that how uh, humor is uh, keeps people at a distance, mm-hmm. you know. And he, your friend said, "Don't make fun of me, whatever you do." Yeah. And uh, I was uh, just saying that I um, uh, years ago I was uh, a friend of mine uh, invited me and my girlfriend at the time to stay with him in this his guest house in in Malibu for the weekend. And um, he said that also uh, Matthew McConaughey shares this house as well. And he said, but he's out of, out of town. And then he, uh, out of nowhere, Matthew said, I'm going to show up. Uh, I, I'd like to come out to the house this weekend. So he's like, he told me, he said, okay, Matthew's coming. We need to put you in this other room if that's okay. And this was actually the weekend that he met his wife. He was kind of wooing her. Oh, or, you okay. know, uh, You're not wooing her, but, you know, it's it was the beginning. And uh, he also made uh, margaritas for us, but it took him like two hours to make one drink. It was so slow. <laughs> He's like, squeeze, I'm squeezing lemons. Here I go. You know, yeah, lime, one lime after the other. All right, all right. It took so long. And he did it shirtless, of course. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yes, yeah. of course. And uh, <laughs> he made sure to show that. Yeah, a lot of neck muscles. And so um, anyway, so but at one point, you know, uh, Matthew being you know himself and want to be relaxed he's back at his place you know uh at night we uh you know we smoked a little bit and uh and he wanted to play his bongos he plays bongos and uh so he naturally <laughs> nice. chris just looked at me so like he like, plays bongos i have massive theater of the mind right now you know. <laughs> But, okay, he's a sweetheart, a fantastic actor. In fact, I'll just say this because I told him once, the movie Mud is a wonderful movie. You should oh, see yeah, that. Oh, yeah, Mud, yeah. And he, loved, he says that's his favorite movie he's ever done. So before I make fun of him right now, I wanted to say that. <laughs> but it's not poking fun. But anyway, so I, I was, I kind of snickered. Or I didn't snicker. I smirked for my girlfriend. I said, you know, oh, he's playing the, the bongos. And he did it. It wasn't. He was a good player, but he's very passionate about it. He was taking it in. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't know how difficult it is to play the bongos. Yeah, yeah. But he he was very passionate about it. And okay. I don't know if it was a song he was playing. I didn't know what was. He wasn't really. Something. It was more like he was calling out mating. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was involved. But the point is that he was vulnerable. 
I respected that, and I did. I was. This is fantastic. I, I, you know, but at one point, the, uh, the the gentleman that invited me over said, like, whatever you do, do not make fun of Matthew. <laughs> do not make fun of him. Oh, because he didn't want his feelings hurt because he's a place of vulnerability. Oh. So that goes back to your place of um, yeah. your friend saying, don't make fun of me. Because mm. it, it's, you know, humor, um, you know. There's a fine line, too, of making fun of someone. And, and I, don't, I don't know. That That is a weird thing. People like to be... Some people like being made fun of. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I love it. Well, that's probably that's because the, you're you're a stronger man. I yeah. think in the sense yeah, of uh, uh, you you have a stronger you have more confidence. Yeah, that's probably, probably that's what it probably is. True, yeah. And, and yeah. that's probably why people like get roasted, like someone like Alec Baldwin, who has confidence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, can take those jokes. You know, really weird I think, for me, I think that's what it is. But if you're a very insecure person, no, God, no, they don't you know. like that at all. But you don't know that, like in a relationship. Right, like right. I was telling you, I'm in this new relationship. We're finding out about each other. They're, if the person gets defensive, then that per- probably that person is a little insecure, and I have to be careful. People you know. do not understand, and and really, the TV stations and and the newspapers really did not understand me. I've been on the morning show now for 34 years, right? And at first, they did. People that know me will tell you that if I'm very nice to you, like the third time that I meet you, and mm-hmm. go, oh, Chris, great to see you again. That's really right. Nice. That whole it means I don't like you. If I don't rip you or make fun of you, it means I don't like you because I don't trust you. Uh huh. You know that's what, I mean? what they would say. That's what I feel. Oh, that's what you feel. I okay, literally do. If I can't make fun of you, I don't really want you around me because you're not my kind of guy. So if you you like someone, if you make fun of them, oh God, yeah. That's how I I would. That's how I feel. Absolutely. Because you're comfortable. You're very comfortable. And yep. naturally, you'd make fun of people. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because <laughs> you naturally don't like anyone. <laughs> no. No, I'm jo- I was joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's no, your, that's it. Yeah. you know. And my mom has always said, like, I'm funnier when I don't think about it. Yeah. And when I don't think about it, I'm usually naturally making fun of somebody. You know, like Ron is a... Uh, you've been driving <laughs> me around. I, I've made yeah. fun of you a little oh, bit. He takes a shot. Yeah, it's I take a shot. And you're fine, fine with it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good with it. Looks like he's doing yeah, exactly. really, he's doing really well. Rod's doing really yeah, well right. with it all. It's all it's a good. wonderful but, thing. Um, <laughs> did that come from the family thing, too? Did, you, did your family do that? The reason I asked you that is when I was four years old playing Monopoly with my grandmother. Right. Loved my grandmother. She rolls the dice. One of them falls on the floor. And she goes, Tommy, would you pick up that dice? And I said, it's a die, Grandma. And she said, yeah, why don't you? <laughs> right, right. And I'm four years old. Right, right, right. right. It's like, really? Yeah. Well, no wonder I go, yeah, well, screw you. Right, you right, know? yeah. Uh, I loved it. I laughed. I thought it yeah. was hilarious at four years old. And I still do. Yeah. yeah uh, die, it's also, too, the other key, too, is like, it's it's okay to make fun of people as long as you're not negative, too, you know. And no, I, I did, right. Right. You know, and you're not a negative person. You've been very kind to me. You haven't no, been criti- critical. You may talk about me behind my back when I leave. You know that yeah. once you leave. You know. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's the key too. Yeah, I, I'm not a much talk behind people's yeah. back kind of guy. That's no. not me at all. But but yeah, it's like especially this day and age, it's really important to be positive and because yep. it's yep. easy, I think, especially for comedians too, to complain. And bitch and stuff, and uh, forget about being yeah, grateful. You know, it and when does you're grateful, happen, absolutely, good things happen, and you're allowed to be you. You're allowed to make fun of people. I think. I think being mean is punching down too. Yeah. Being mean, yeah, yeah it's, no, it's I easy agree with to that. take a yeah. mean. That was route. the other thing too. Uh, mean humor was never my thing. Right. And no. uh, I won't no. name names on SNL, but. There were people that said mean things on Weekend Update or, you know, would say things yeah. that were very mean, you know, for the sake of it being funny. 
and it kind of it, it was not my thing. You I don't know? think Dennis knew he was being mean, though. <laughs> Who, Dennis? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the Eddie Murphy comment. And also, uh, other... Oh, I can't name names. Yeah. But, you know... Like, <laughs> well, David Spade took those shots at yeah. Eddie Murphy. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, and those but everything's right. okay now. You know, right. Everything's fine. Yeah, but those were just mean for right. the sake of the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I, I should bring up... I'm very excited about Eddie Murphy's comeback. He's my... Yeah, uh, no, I understand. Yes. He's I my understand. absolute favorite. He's the reason why I wanted to get on SNL. That guy... Yeah, he's like to me. I mean, Steve Martin, Bill Murray, of course, and Peter sure. Sellers, and Bob Hope, and Chaplin, and Keaton, and obviously. But I'm such a huge fan of those types of performers because they're like. If you ever watch seen Amadeus, you know about Mozart. Mm-hmm. I really do think there's channeling going on. It's almost Thomas like, hmm? yeah. Uh, no, Holt. I mean like the actual Mozart. Oh, the actual. Oh, yeah, I you see know Salieri's saying this yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. God chose this boy to. Go through to speak to people, you know. I do think that was is happening to some comedians. Like that's what makes them great. Like the yeah. Steve Martin and the the Bill Murray's. Like they're they don't even think about being funny. They just are. Absolutely true. And that's what uh, those are the people to really follow. I think today there's a lot of very successful comedians and they're very funny, but it's not. Those aren't. Uh, there's a, there's a lack of that. You know, I don't think there's mm-hmm. that many of those around. Well, there are there are some like Steve Carell is, is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think you know, and there there's some brilliance, but there's a lot of people that I don't. I think are just filling the slots. You know. Yeah, I can see that. Do you think there'll ever be anybody? Uh, probably like not a black again. comedian. Do you think there'll ever be another Richard Pryor ever? I mean, I, I don't know is with, what he is, but he's not Chappelle Richard is, Pryor. He is. He was on his show. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, yeah. because he was allowed to do whatever that he wants. That was very funny. Yeah, and his specials are great now, but he has to acknowledge <laughs> things. It's it's very tricky because the people that were like fearless have to be cautious. Yeah, and that's that's strange, you know. Yeah, it it, is. It, but we need, right. and we're he- hopefully we're not headed towards <laughs> Marxism. But you know, I don't know. Kind of feels like it though, doesn't it? Kind of yeah. feels like it that. really does, which is unfortunate. You know, and I, I and, and somehow I don't know if it's. I'd like to be that person. I don't know if it worked that way, but maybe I'll channel my Kaufman-esque part of me. I don't know, but somebody needs to break that wall, and it's going to maybe cost them in a way, but it'll also open it, open it up again for comedians. And, so and it's when incumbent happens, upon you to do it. I, I don't know. I've decided. Well, I kind of feel that he did that with sticks and stones. Right. Mm-hmm. He yes. said, screw you people. He did, yeah. yeah, yeah but but true. look at the... But I thought it was great. Right. And, uh, you yeah, know, I did too, yeah. And, um, but, you know, I think some people had different reactions. Uh, the critics, I don't think, liked it. I think his fans did loved it. like anything anymore? <laughs> what a shock. He's successful. I hate him. That's what that's all yeah. about. So I guess that is fearlessness because yeah. nobody's listening to the critics now. Unless Good. You're, unless you're a movie, I think. But or yeah, even at that, I mean, yeah. these critics now—they yeah. they blast the movie, and then the people just love it once it yeah, comes I out. Yeah, I know. It's They're a very mixed way off. Thing. They're way off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very uh, mixed thing. But comedy is so important now. It really oh, is. Oh God, more more than ever, maybe. Yeah, I think so. People are so, so lucky angry. that way. God, people are angry. People are angry, and people want to <laughs> hop on to the angry boat too. Yeah, they, they do. want their anger 
they want everyone they want to know that it's okay to be angry yeah so they find other people to be angry about but i've mean, never been around somebody who's really angry you've been around somebody who's oh, really, really angry angry yeah Ooh, it's exhausting. you don't want to be like that it's exhausting. Yeah, it I think we exhausting. had Dave Mordahl this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mordahl just had a pure rage. Or Jason, Jason on his talk show. He's such an yeah. angry guy. Jason. Yeah. But, uh, Jason. Yeah. Rage. Oh, Jason. What a witch. No, that's a joke. Is he do, he does he's a great. morning show, too, doesn't he? Yeah, it's called the Jason. Yeah, he's Jason's very. Show. No, I don't mean the TV one. He did a ra- does a radio one, too. Oh, yeah, he? yeah, I he think. does. Uh, Gosh, is he on with like Alexis, Jason and Alexis? I think. Just, I just, just to be clear, Jason is very nice. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I said that. <laughs> no, I think I did. did. Think we no, really bad Jason. Of course. Oh no, 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 and it, he is a legendary comedian. There's no doubt about that. He is. But Ah, uh, Dave, I just wanted to come over and say, go, just hold on a second. I don't like people, yeah. and I don't feel like talking to you. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Dave, we have a job because of them. Right, right, right. You right. know, it's not, but he's like a crabby Dave. bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first he time I met him. hates people. I was right. doing, I, I got to open for him. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I was like, Dave, uh, Bill Bauer, uh, while Bill Bauer set oh, up yeah. the gig, and Bill was one of my mentors, and I meet Dave, and I go, Dave, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. You're one of my, you know, you're one of my Whoops. local comedy heroes. And he goes, Well, I'll change that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Seconds later, I'll screw like, that up. I dare change you. that. Yeah. You're, right. you're a raging dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, funny. that's a great way to wrap it up, Chris Catan. <laughs> Thank you. Gentlemen. He is at New Hope Cinema Grill tonight. Two shows tomorrow night. Two shows as well. Ron, thanks for coming in with him. My pleasure. So thanks for having you. I will say one, one quick thing. That's why I, the perfect mix of of, of humor with love was uh, Don Rick. I think. Oh, uh, you know. Now we got to like, do another. Making hour. fun of somebody else. <laughs> now we got to do another hour. Right, I I loved. I made Don Rickles. And that's cry hard once. to do now, unless uh, you were our Don Rickles. I made Don Rickles cry once. Really? It was the sweetest goddamn thing ever. Yeah. I was interviewing him years ago. Yeah. And I said, Don, I got to bring this up to you because I I was so impressed with it. There was a show called Run for Your Life. Mm-hmm. Ben Gazzara. Oh, Ben Gazzara. Of course. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. I'm a performer. <laughs> Uh, the show business. All the yeah. chicks are coming uh, over. <laughs> so Don Rickles played a, a stand-up comedian who was failing on the show Run for Your Life. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, Don, i got to be honest with you. The emotion you showed when finally the, the audience, because the audience at the end of the show turns on him and they hate him and blah, blah, blah. Right. I said, i got to tell you something. Honestly, God, that was some great acting you did there because you, I was very convinced that like you really felt hurt that those people would turn on you like that. And he started crying. He goes, I can't tell you how much that means to me. Wow. That somebody liked my acting. Right. No. See, I'm even tearing up talking about wow. it. Wow. I got to go home. No. <laughs> I love him in Casino. Oh, oh God, yeah. I love Don Rickles so much. Yeah. He, okay, I just did this one yesterday. Fantastic. Tonight's show is out in the audience. Guy about 450 pounds. Mm-hmm. 6'5". Stands up and goes, hey, what's your name, buddy? He goes, Tiny. My name's Tiny. He goes, Tiny, huh? What's your wife, a waffle? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's one of the greatest jokes of all time. Anyway, anyway, uh. All right. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, man. I had a great time. Have a great weekend.